Greetings and welcome to Living at Your Finest podcast, a podcast devoted to helping women to live at their finest health and personal development in the midst of the continuous demands of life. I'm your host, Dr. Babalola, aka Dr. Babs. I'm a board certified family physician and the founder of Living at Your Finest. Have you struggled with your health and personal development? Thought that you might have finally figured it out only for it to come tumbling over? Or maybe you're just that person that wants to learn how to consistently live at your finest health and personal development. Well, this podcast is just for you. We can triumph together on this journey of health and personal development as my guests and I share valuable information from our personal experiences and professional background using an exciting framework, fun, fundamental, and faith-based. So I hope you're ready for some candid dialogue. Living at your finest champions, welcome back. Dr. Babs here as your host for episode eight, Living at Your Finest podcast. I am really thrilled about today's topic. It is a topic that is so dear to my heart. I have struggled with the diet culture cycle and I have seen the light and I can't wait to share it all with you. The top reasons why a diet sets you up for failure. Now, not only am I going to dismantle the diet culture, but I will also define what it really means and I won't leave you hanging. I'm going to tell you ways to repair the negative impact of the diet's culture cycle. So I hope you're as, as excited as I am, right? Because we are going to be set free once and for all. Now it's time to future the Living at Your Finest champion for the week. I love this session so much because we get to hear from other women on how they live at their finest and so that we can all stay encouraged together. Now, if you would like to be featured in this podcast on this session, please send me an email, drbabs at livingatyourfinest.com. Thanks, Amalala, for sharing your health win with us. Hello, everyone. I am Amalala Dike. I am an information junkie. Yes, you heard right. I show families and businesses how to save money, and sustain their well-being safely and naturally. DM me on Facebook, Omorola Adeke. My win, I love myself. Realizing this, that I make the choices that affect my life and no one else is responsible for that decision has helped me tremendously in many ways. For instance, a few weeks ago, I had an hour's drive back home and just enough gas to get me home. I'd been working for over for a couple of hours and I was really, really hungry. But since I have decided to love myself and to make decisions that will help me sustain that, I decided not to stop at a gas station and so I won't have to buy anything that will not be of value to my and nourish my body. This was really a huge decision for me, and I'm happy I made it. I was so proud of myself. The 
the diet culture. What in the world does that mean? We hear the diet world word all over, the, all over, everywhere. It's different forms of diets, the seafood diet. <laughs> it's just so many. It's so confusing, right? We don't know which one to stick to, which one gives you the best results. But let's just pause a minute and dissect what it means to to be on a diet. Now, I want to be clear that the word diet really just means about what we eat, our food, you know, the kind of diet the animals have, the mammals have. It's just really what we eat to survive. But unfortunately, the industry, the food industry has created this big negative incultation of the word diet. And really what it means is it's a belief system that focuses on the value of weight, shape, and size over well-being. So it wants us to focus on the weight other than the health. And we all know that true health is so much more than our weight, right? What it is on the scale. The irony though is that the diet culture lies. It lies so much that it's so pervasive that we can't even notice it. And not only do we gradually believe the lies, but we also get embedded with the eating disorder, the poor health, the poor well-being. There's weight stigmatization. There's also weight discrimination. The diet culture, believe it or not, is a $7 billion industry in the United States. They go from selling exercise programs, diet books, pills, products, shakes, even surgery. How do I know this? Because I fell prey to the lies and the marketing of all the diet franchise. You turn on the radio, it's there. Quick weight loss, you're gonna lose it in 14 days. You know, it's just nonstop, always. They promise you things that they can't deliver, but you don't know that. You just keep going back when you fail and you just keep going. You think you blame yourself that you didn't do it well. Then you go back to them to get more things to continue to lose quick fix weight. Unfortunately, it's just a bandage for a temporary fix. So let me paint the picture for you so that you understand a little better. For me, what it looked like was, well, I gained a few pounds here and there. I was like, oh my gosh, I have a celebration coming up and I have to look my best. How am I going to lose weight quickly? I don't have two, three hours to spend in the gym. Not that I'm saying that's good to do, but I don't have it. I need to lose weight fast. Do I need to go on a detox, all liquid, or do I need to do shakes? How am I going to fit into my fancy dress? Well, let's figure out which diet I haven't tried. I abstain from specific foods, maybe no carbs, maybe no fries, no snacks, no dessert. And unfortunately, because it's so short term, I find myself back in those same old habits. And then I gain the weight because my body is a machine, right? I can't fool my body. And then I gain much more, not just what I lost, but a lot more. So it's time to shine a light into the darkness and end this roller coaster once and for all. I'm sure you would agree with that. What does a diet culture tell you about our health so that we can be set free? It tells us that we need to be thin to be happy, 
because you see that in all the magazines. It tells us that we need to be thin to be healthy. It tells us that we need to be thin so we starve ourselves to get approval. But that is not what the Word of God says about us. The Word of God is very clear in 1 Peter 2.9 that says that we're a chosen people. We are a royal crystal, a holy nation, God's special possession, that we would declare the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. That is who we are. We are not subject to a size or a shape or no, we're much more than that. Unfortunately, research has shown that 95 to 97% of people don't keep weight off long term because our body naturally does not want to lose weight. It wants to hold on. It's like, I don't know where next I'm going to get food. I'm not going to let you starve me to death. I'm going to reserve all those extra calories so that, you know, farming days, yeah, I'm not going to lose it. So unfortunately, our biology naturally doesn't lose weight, right? So we need to follow the things of God, not dieting, because dieting is just short-lived, and you never get any full-time joy from dieting. Now, let's talk about the reasons why diets are designed to fail. Maybe that can help you feel liberated. So that way you will not run after another detox program without understanding the root of the problem. You wouldn't run after another shake. You wouldn't run after another, you know, quick weight loss program because they don't exist. Now, let me start with the most obvious one. Activates starvation mode. Whenever you diet, it activates the starvation mode. And unfortunately, because diets don't last, you mess up the hunger cues. Hunger cues activate the starvation mode and the craving center. So the short-term mindset is what diet feeds into. And we go on a seven days, 14 days, however long we feel that we want to go on it for while we're on it we are activating the starvation mode so when we get off of it we're like oh my gosh okay i look good i fit into that dress but those bad habits those eating habits that we used to do the sodas the bread not paying attention to portion we go right back to that because again it's a band-aid we never figured out what the proper way of eating was so the rule of thumb is any small, small changes last, but big ones don't. So small changes, do it gradually, lose the weight. When you live at your finest health, you actually lose weight as a side effect, a natural side effect, not under stress or pressure. Now, another reason why diet sets you up for failure is because all these diets are harmful. You under, underestimate the foods that you're supposed to eat. You cut back on your calories, on your essential nutrients that your body needs to function. And it's just harmful for your body. So your body does not function as, at its best. Now, let me share one of the ways, one of the fad diets that I was, I, I did. And when I did it, when I started, I used to feel so proud of myself. I wish I only knew I would have saved myself so much money. So I would go for shakes, 
protein shakes. I would go for that. I would do that for seven days. And I will set up my body into ketosis. And what that means is that I'm not eating carbohydrates. I'm not eating any micronutrients. All I'm eating, all I'm drinking is protein. So my body is kicking into my reserve stores to burn as energy. So yeah, I will lose weight. I will fit into those outfits. Unfortunately, I will go back. After a few weeks, I'll go back to business as usual, eating the things that were not right. And then I'll gain back the weight. And then meanwhile, while I was on those shake diets, because I wasn't eating the carbohydrates to encourage the nutrients, the, uh, all the fats that carry the nutrients, I would need to be on multivitamins. I would be so constipated. So I would need to be on a stool softener. I mean, isn't that ridiculous? That's what happens when we do things the diet way. Now, another reason why diets set you up for failure is because you're tired. As I said, you are not eating enough calories. You don't have enough nutrients. So your body lacks the energy that it needs. Your diet is imbalanced and inadequate to give you the conserved energy. Now, it is so important that we know that food is not the enemy. Even though it does sound like food is so complex, it really is not the enemy. We need to understand how to eat so that we can have the freedom. The last but not the least reason why diet sets you up for failure is because whenever you diet, you are losing out of your muscle mass. And muscle mass is what helps us to burn calories. The more muscle you have, you burn calories. So whenever you're on a diet, yes, initially you might lose some weight because you, you know, you're, 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 you're not eating. So you're, you're, deplete, you're depleting your you know, calorie stores, but then you now start eating into your muscle right, during this caloric restriction. And then when you start eating into your muscle, unfortunately you stop losing weight because your metabolic rate drops and you don't burn calories, all right? So it's so important that we don't harm ourselves. And that was what I did to myself for many years. I got my whole system all whacked, so confused when I was on a diet, on and a diet, off and on burning muscle, burning fat, setting into ketosis. It's a roller coaster. There are pills that people take to as diet, but if you do, I mean, how long are you going to stay on the pills? When you get off the pills, it's going to go back to business as usual. So there's so many reasons, but I just highlighted the main ones. Unfortunately, diets also set you up for shame. You feel judgmental. You judge yourself. You feel like a failure because you're like, why can't I stick to the diet? I, all I need is just to have willpower, but this has nothing to do with willpower. It really has to do with just understanding how your body functions. Unfortunately, when you go on this diet too, it gets you into this range of, of emotions. You get into a lot of instability. You have mental fatigue, irritability, headaches. So it's just on and on and on. But there's good news. There's good news. I'm not going to leave you hanging. There's good news. We just need to understand how to develop a fair free, living at your finest way of eating. 
I struggled and stressed about my diet and my health for years. Then now I've experienced liberation because I can relax and enjoy my food. Life is too short to be obsessing over our diet over all the time. Like, what am I going to eat? What am I, what am I not going to eat? You know, we need to remember who we are in God who we are in Christ. Now, as much as I've said that dieting is not the solution, I want us to also know that overeating is not either. So it's not a free ticket to just eat anything and everything you want, because you need to understand what do you eat that makes you feel bloated or tired, makes you not feel like you're living at your finest health. Those are the determinants that would, deter, that would guide you on what to eat and how to eat it and when to eat it, not the diet culture cycle, because there's no such thing as a quick fix. And this reminds me of the scripture that says in 1 Corinthians 10, 23, I have the right to do anything, but not everything is beneficial and not everything is constructive. So, Yes, the food is available. And in another episode, I'm going to talk about what is constructive, what is good for us to eat, what nourishes our bodies. But for the purpose of this episode, I just want to focus on the fact that there's a happy medium between the two extremes, right? We just have to eat foods that make our body feel good and support our fitness goal without spending hours on researching the different diets or the new diet that is out there. You know, we need to understand that food is so much more than nutrition. It's the act of eating, you know, in a, it, it's a complex experience. And not only do we give our bodies, ourselves energy, but we also absorb nutrients. So we need to understand that. And we also need to understand that the scale is not what's going to determine the, the health status, right? It's the blood sugar. It's the blood pressure. It's our energy level. It's our sleeping level. All of that is what is going to determine how we show up in our different places, in our different communities, in our home. So the diet culture wants you to focus on the weight, but true health is more than the weight. It is more about how you, you live your life and how you feel that freedom around food. So let's talk about some of those things that you can incorporate that will just make you say complete no to dieting. You have to, number one, have proper understanding of your nutritional needs, the macro, so the bigger nutritional needs, meaning the carbohydrates, fats, and protein. What are the good fats? What, are, what, what kind of protein should you eat? What kind of carbohydrates should you eat? And then the micro, that refers to the, the minerals and, the, and the, the vitamins, because that is what helps to channel you know, your body to work the way that it will you know, be sufficient to, to, to keep you at your best and living at your finest. We have to have a better understanding of proper fitness. So not one that makes you feel that, oh, you need to diet and you need to be exercising like two, three hours, which just really induces stress for the body and you raise it completely and you, 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 you don't even have any energy, you're tired. So if we understand what true fitness is and what the requirement is and what our body needs and respect that enough, then we don't have to rely on dieting. Three, proper sleep patterns, seven to nine hours to stimulate the body to rejuvenate, reduce the stress hormones. This is so important. I cannot overemphasize it. 
And last but not the least is proper enrichment of ourselves, knowing who we are, looking inward, learning from our mistakes, not casting a blame over ourselves or feeling that we need to condemn ourselves. There's no gain, there's no shame in this, there's no no blame. Just enriching ourselves with with everything that would, you know, enhance our personal development so that we don't feel that we need to always rush to a quick fix, knowing the beauty that we have within us. So I look forward to the next podcast where I will give some more insight on what it means to live at your finest health by the foods that we eat. So we call it just, you know, intuitive eating. And this has nothing to do with the complexities of the diet cycle. We are together on this journey. <laughs> we totally are. And we can do this. So as we've gathered the information today, let us set ourselves free. Let us set ourselves free from this culture of the diet world and let us balance our health and triumph as living at our finest champions. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Living at Your Finest podcast. My hope is that you've been empowered to take actionable steps to living at your finest health and personal development. For more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you're living at your finest health and personal development, come on over and follow me on Facebook and YouTube, Living at Your Finest with Dr. Babs. In order not to miss an episode, I highly recommend as well for you to subscribe to my podcast and either my website, livingatyourfinest.com, or the various podcast outlets. And please, while you're at it, don't forget to leave a comment on the impact the episode has made on you. And of course, share with a friend or two. Till we meet again on the next episode, let's remain triumphant together. Because we need it, we deserve it, and most certainly, you and I can achieve to live at our finest health and personal development. God bless.